0: Hello everyone, welcome to the season number three, episode number 17. This is Agile Wisdom Podcast. I'm Niroshan Madhampitki, an Agile Coach from the beautiful island, Sri Lanka. Today, I have a very special guest with me to talk about something that's gonna change your management game. In this episode, we are going to talk about OKRs, lean OKRs. Goal setting is one of the most replicated and influential paradigms in the management context. The trick is that if you do not pay the right attention on goal setting, it can backfire and become the most wasteful activity than being anything useful. So today, let us help you To clear all your doubts about goal setting, to get goal setting to the next level, helping your team and your organization to go from good to great. For that, let me invite my colleague Bart on the show. Hey Bart. Hi hey, Nilo. Thanks for having me. How are you? I am doing great. It's my absolute pleasure and privilege to have you uh, on the show, Bart. Thank you for welcoming the uh, invite and, you know, spending your personal time with with us. Not a problem. Happy to be here and have a good talk with you. Let me let me start the talk uh, with a quite uh, interesting topic that is your book right and I, I see a lot of interesting insights coming from you particularly talking about the book that you are writing is it is it done or still in the the final stage stages
1: well it is done and hopefully the book is going to print this week so i'm
0: really excited about that oh nice love to hear definitely I, i'm going to have a copy of it yeah so once it's ready <laughs> so yeah, <you're> looking sure. <laughs> forward to read it looking forward to read it yeah uh the the first question is around that uh, but uh, the question is uh so tell us tell us something about your book what is it
1: yeah so the book what is it title, about, basically? yeah so the book title is moving the needle with lean oak and i i started writing the um, i was start writing the book two years ago and it was a little bit out of um frustration. I would say, but also a lot of questions mm-hmm. that I got from, from, from leaders all around the world, um, clients saying like, okay, we know about OKRs. We've read the books, um, um, especially uh, Measure What Matters. It's, 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 a, it's a great book. There are great examples in it. Um, and, and, and of course, there's also uh, Christine Wotsky's um, Radical Focus. And a lot of people read these yeah. books and they, they miss kind of the, the hands-on um, guide basically to to start using them in their organization, and and next to that, I saw like a lot of organizations starting out with OKRs, and they they didn't work for their organization. So I discovered uh, some patterns, and I tried to harvest these patterns, and I put them uh, in the book, and I call them explicitly lean OKRs because I think in most in many organizations they try to tick a box with with OKRs. Uh, basically converting all their existing goals into OKRs and then they tick the box and say like now we're we using OKRs but that's not true. So with lean OKRs I try to put the emphasis on on reducing the amount of goals and actually I I um, like to use like a single OKR for, for the whole organization and for every team to really focus on, on on what is really important for the organization. So with the book I try to make an attempt on getting OKRs
0: back on track. Um, mm-hmm. For many organizations that are now using them, uh, there are there are a lot of problems around goal setting, right? Most of the organizations are suffering due to a lo- lot of issues, right? Uh, not sure you you came across this particular paper, research paper done by Harvard Business School in 1990. Uh, John Dewar, in his book uh, uh, "Measure What Matters," he mentioned this, and the article talks about. Goals Gone Wild. <laughs> it, it talks about quite a few, quite a few uh, malpractices that can lead to really frustrating uh, situations, unproductive uh, teams, demotivation, and all that, all that problems, right? All those problems, right? And in that in that particular report, they put a, HBA's, uh, Harvard Business School's put a uh, warning Right? Saying this, I would like to read this warning. It's quite interesting and it's quite in line with what you just said, right? So the warning says goals may cause systematic problems in organizations due to narrowed focus, unethical behaviors, increased risk taking, decreased cooperation, and decreased intrinsic motivation. Use care when applying goals in your organization, right? Yeah, this this, this was quite interesting. Quite interesting for me when I when I saw it. And yeah, so I think you are you are trying to nail on that perspective, right? Because just OKR itself might not optimize anything if you are not if you are not trying to optimize the whole, right? So I think Lean talks about optimizing the whole system than just making suboptimal efforts towards improvements
1: exactly and that's the whole the whole lean thinking concept is is, is is behind okrs and explicitly called lean thinking because a lot of lean concepts um can be can be reflected back on okrs and, and lean is one of my favorite uh, management techniques um and unfortunately I see many organizations that they should pay, I think, more attention to to this label that you just mentioned. Like you know, um, be careful, caution <laughs> when using OKRs yeah, yeah. because it's basically it is uh, agile or stereotypes, right? So hmm. if if you have a lot of organ, if you have a lot of teams and they still struggle with, for example, basic Scrum, you have a problem. You need to hmm. fix that first, right? If you don't have excellent delivery skills. <laughs> How do you think that you can move on to the mm. next level, which is OKRs? OKRs is really like a progression of, of 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 agile thinking, um, because it it Correct. involves the whole organization, yeah. And it starts with respect for people first, <laughs> yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's pretty much uh, uh, in line with agile thinking, and as you said, you know, it's it you know think OKR as the next step, right? So if you haven't Fix the basics, fundamental problems. I, I think you are not ready to think any scaling scaling frameworks. Yeah, in the, in your terms, what are OKRs? So OKRs are a goal setting
1: system, for sure. That's obvious, right? And mm. it is also sometimes people call it a, a critical thinking framework, right? Uh, because hmm. it, it requires that people think critically about their goals and their strategy etc but but i think above all it is a uh, a, a mechanism to provide organizational wide learning so um, not on a local level but on an on a global scale in in the company the whole company as a whole should learn continuously uh to making big steps towards um, towards uh uh, very challenging goals. So in OKRs, in a nutshell, it's you have the, you have an objective. That's the thing that you want, the, the thing that you would like to achieve. That's the what, and then you have the key results, and those are measurable outcomes uh, towards this objective. And um, and there's a third component, by the way, which a lot of people hmm. forget when they're using OKRs. Mis- yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And 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 that that third component is basically the OKR cycle. So hmm. without the OKR cycle, uh, there are many uh, forms and shapes of this OKR cycle. But without the OKR cycle in place, OKRs are uh, useless, right? So you need to have all three components. So you need to have the objectives, the key results, and then you need to provide um, a regular rhythm cycle- uh, for OKRs. Cadences. Yeah, yeah. You need to have the cadence in place. Uh, without that, um, you need to have a system in place to achieve your goals. Um, yeah. So that's really important. So I will always say like OKRs have three components. So objectives, key results, and the cycle.
0: What you said is right. yeah. So if you what you're saying is if you just have OKRs, right, where you have the objectives talking about what to do and then key results, these are the milestones or the outcomes that you're trying to achieve by going in the direction that you have set in the objective. Uh, but if you miss out, if you overlook on the cycle, that won't mean anything. It's simply, you know, these, these things will be there somewhere written and no one looks at it. Right. I think the OKR cycle is what enables the organization to go back and, you know, uh, plan, replan, execute, review, you know, basically put the PDCA cycle into play. Is that Yeah, which brings us back to lean again. Right. So
1: so there's one set of plan, do check, act or, you know, there's uh, variations on top of that cycle. But in essence, you have that loop on a higher level, um, on a an, on an quarterly level by default, but also um, in a small, when you're going to run experimentations towards your key results, yeah.
0: Excellent, excellent. So this leads to the next question, which is mostly uh, a confusion in the, the community, particularly those who don't know chaos might think they they Mm. almost conclude that this is just objectives also right because they won't they won't understand the key difference between the traditional goal setting uh, methodologies or frameworks and objectives and key results so can you can you help us to understand what are the key differences between objectives and key results and the traditional goal setting methodologies and frameworks
1: yeah so objective is a qualitative description of what you want to achieve so there's no number and the the Hmm. idea with an objective is to inspire people right to to say like Hmm. oh this is the this is 90 days from now this is where we want to be uh with our team or with our organization so that provides focus and then the key results that's actually where the numbers come in that's actually where you have the outcomes that will measure Hmm. progress Towards the objective, and will 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 provide evidence basically that you have uh, achieved the objective. So, um, and then the difficulty with that, of course, is that um, you need to be concrete enough in the objective mm. that it makes sense. So that's not you know really fake and that nobody understands it. But yeah. it also needs to, at the same time it needs to be inspirational and 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 and, and it is, almost an art to get this right. So you need to be, you need to inspire people, but at the same time, not to be fake. So, um, and and this is where a lot of uh, teams struggle, but I think it's really important because when you compare it, maybe to transition, the traditional goal setting methodologies, uh, for example, when you have smart goals, smart Hmm. um, only focusing on the metrics. And I think it's really important to have also the objective added to that because it will give a little bit more soul to to the objectives or to, the, to, to your goal setting, right? Because not a lot of people have something with numbers and having an objective, a written statement of what you want to de- describe, um, gives a little bit more back to soul to goal setting. Um, and in addition, uh, there's even some people that try to uh, create an image uh, that hmm. represent the goal, right? So um, hmm. when you compare to traditional goal setting methodologies, um, you have the objective and you have the key results, whereas in other coaching methodologies, you maybe only have the objective, or you have only the key results, or only the metrics um, with some targets on it. So, and I think OKRs combines the two, which I think is make make it really um, um, makes it really uh, simple to use um, and easy to use. Uh, um, hmm. And I think that that is if you compare it to other methods, I think uh, OKRs. And the popularity because of uh, popularity of OKRs is due to the fact that it is simple, not simplistic, <laughs> but simple to use.
0: I agree. I agree. And, and I think, you know, you you, you kind of uh, brought very, very clear perspective into that. Generally, even in Andy Groot's definition, what is AC is objective is giving you a direction. Key results is what exactly you are going to output. Right. Those are the outcomes, milestones that you're trying to achieve. Uh I think you know the in the direction itself, we it is it is meant that we need to talk about the why perspective, but we might overlook it, right? I think the the the, the perspective you brought up is really important. So what you're saying is question why. Is that correct? But in the objective yeah, what, itself, ask why why. Yeah, you can use why to to, to
1: come up with the right objectives. Um However, you need to be careful with that because you can say like um, uh, "What you can, you can continue to repeat the why question, however, then probably you end up you know uh, with, uh, hmm. finding real, uh, with defining real peace, right? <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> or peace of mind or so you need to, you need to be careful at, at which abstraction level you you will sit right with with teams. So because you hmm. can say like well, we want to improve uh, customer lifetime value, um why is that? Well, we want to uh, uh, help more customers. And why is that? Well, we want to have world peace, right? So it's really difficult. You need to f- define the right abstraction level and that's why so many teams struggle with implementing Okrs because you also don't want to sit and uh, you also don't want to define outputs and and milestones mm. um, because you yeah. you should always try to define outcomes. But sometimes these mm. outcomes are too too abstract to influence with a team or with a company. And then you need to go build mm. one level deep. And and that's why it's so important to uh, provide this organizational learning in organizations because one quarter, you maybe have an OKR that was too abstract. Now we go one level deeper. It may be two directional, too directive. And now uh, the next quarter, you nailed it, and you're in in between, and you and then then when you get it, and you put a lot of mm. emphasis and focus on that, then probably magic will happen. But it's really difficult to find it and to define it. It's almost like an art to find what's the right abstraction level for your team to focus on. Mm. Um, and what is also important is that it needs to tie into tie tie back into your strategy. Like what 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 is it that that you want to achieve? Uh, what are the things that you're not going to do in a, in a, in a, in a coming quarter or in the next year? And, and then uh, your strategy should inform your OKRs that makes it also easier.
0: True, true. Very true. But yeah. So, I mean, thank you for the kind of critical, critical look at it because uh, although it sounds really, really simple to say, hey, hey, this is my direction. This is why I have to do it. Uh, what you're saying is it, it's not that easy, right? Because we, 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 we try to define that at, at, abstract level where things are things might not be so clear right so i think you know in that report that's exactly what they talk about right either it can be too too weak uh, or it could be too specific so they, they do this research uh, they basically uh, pick group of people and uh, ask them to watch a, a video the video is uh, basically a video where people play uh, basketball right uh, they basically pass the ball uh, from one to another Right? they keep passing the ball so there are two groups uh, guys wearing black t-shirt guys wearing white t-shirt so the goal given is watch the passes done by the the guys wearing black t-shirt so what happens is the group start focusing too specifically about that goal they misses an obvious object coming into the, the ground coming onto the ground and then par- going going back. So it was a black you know guy wearing a black uh, gorilla t-shirt right mm-hmm. wearing a hat black color hat and they, the, the audience totally missed that because the goal given to them was wash passes done by the guys wearing the black t-shirt right they just yep. focus on that and they because that makes sense right based on the goal because the goal was wash that right? Everything else will be missed. So similarly, there can be a lot of problems around the goal setting and the goals that we are trying to chase. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you. so it can be really powerful OKRs and that's why you need to pay attention. So, but you need to Hmm. try to focus not on outcomes. And um, also Google changes its model after 2011 while before uh, Andy Grove and and others to set like it's fine to have like output focus goals, but actually we're interested in the outcomes. What are our users doing with the features that we build, for example? What are they doing with yep. it? Um, and if you can, if you then give an an, an hard problem or an outcome basically to a team, uh, or you collaborate with a team on on you know defining an outcome, um, hmm. then then magic will happen. So yeah so you shouldn't focus you should never focus on the completing task or you know focusing only on the on the people in the in the in the in the black t-shirts yeah you can yeah. Y- then you
0: can maybe local optimization and stuff yeah how we should tackle crafting an organizational vision
1: so this that's, that's a good question um i think i think it makes it really helps a company to have defined a strategy on paper and to co- communicate it uh with mm. everybody in in the in the organization and um i think it starts all with it starts with it starts all with a mission like what's the reason why the company exists in the first place and then um and and that's probably a goal that you never will achieve in your lifetime right so um, but a vision is, is I think it's a statement where you want to be maybe five years from now, ten years from now. Um, and it makes a lot of sense to put um to put a metric uh on, on that vision. Like sometimes they call it a, a big ha- hairy audacious goal. Um but the problem with that goal, I think, is that it's not measurable, right? Uh, or s- sometimes not measurable. So what what other organizations try to do sometimes is to put what is called an ultimate OKR as, as your vision, uh, as your vision statement almost. And so, and that, that really helps, you know, okay, this is the daughter on the horizon. That's the direction that we want to go for the next five to 10 years. And if you have defined that um, maybe you need to put more words to that uh, and maybe uh, put something on paper. um, Not, not, not like a 10 20 page uh, vision document but maybe just a one page document or maybe even a a confus or lean confus right so can help there to define your vision um but then you need to come up with a plan like um how are you going to get a little bit closer to that longer term vision and that is what is called often a strategy right so how do we go a little bit closer to that and um and that that that, and then then strategy is you know these are the things that we're not going to do we, we are very focused on the thing that we will do and there's a, of course there are many strategies possible in a company you can have the corporate strategy itself like the the overall company direction um uh but when you're talking about okrs especially in, in software development teams uh in agile teams you're talking about executing on a product strategy which is um, a subset of that longer term vision like this is the vision that we have with the with the product. How we're we going to get closer to that to that longer term vision with the with the product organization, and then try to set a couple of OKRs um, that are informed by your strategy. Yeah? So, um, saying you want to um, um, increase customer lifetime, that could be a long longer term goal, right? But that, what does it mean for us? What does it mean for next quarter? So you could say. Well, this quarter, we are going to focus on customer lifetime, increasing customer lifetime value only for the European market or for the Asian market. And you can even be more specific than that. We're only going to focus on the customer lifetime value of small customers or SME customers in, I don't know, the Sri Lanka area. And then you're really laser focused. And that's what we're trying to do with OKRs. We really try to um, uh, focus, with, focus with them and, and, and give a an, an hard challenge to the teams to solve so uh, this is how everything ties think, together from, from mission to vision to strategy
0: to your okrs hmm. Yep. so i'm with you i'm with you yeah so based on based on uh, what i have researched as well as what i have redacted uh, in in uh, okr uh, applications uh, what i found is that it's it's kind of uh, one of the critical aspects to focus right and focus to very few set of goals than many because we tend to we tend to say yes and yes and yes you know keep saying yes to many things that that are aspirational because we love to achieve more right but the problem with that is you know you might not have enough focus sufficient focus so I think what what you brought up there is really really uh, key uh if you lose the focus you lose everything else because see if you have the wrong set of goals set right everything else that you do for for that given quarter would be based on that right that's why this is critical that's why we need to pay much more attention uh, than usual uh, to ensure that you know we set the right goals and and i think we will come to that point that's where we suggest the care cycle it's not one off thing right you you should be coming back right you should also adjust if 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 the situation becomes a situation where you have to adjust your set, right? Because otherwise, you are you are you are trying you are just keeping your OKRs which are not relevant. You are doing something else, and this happens. This is very challenging to stick to few priorities in a given time horizon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I want to I want to go uh, one level uh, um, deeper and saying that um, one of the lean concepts that are trying to apply to OKRs is the the concept of uh, inventory is waste, right? So. In lean, we we consider inventory yep. uh, waste. And when you're looking at OKRs, then mm. I see a lot of organizations that have like, like like tens of goals in their organization, even on executive level, and say, like, oh, these are all the things that we need to do. Well, that's OKRs is about really about focus. So if you can reduce that inventory of goals, inventory of OKRs to just one, mm. um, that mm. will create extreme focus and that will help you with you know the the, the the, the 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 2x or 10x <laughs> 10x growth of your companies right so you should really yeah. focus the focus is is so hard but so important if you can't focus then probably they're not going to work
0: uh, are you a big fan of value stream mapping or do you suggest any lean lean tools uh, to be used in this effort in combination with OKR? Yeah, so
1: value stream mapping is a great exercise to to see how your processes are are working. You can use them on a Mm. macro level, but also on a micro level. And I think they're great to um, understanding uh, bottlenecks, but they're also great to to discover uh, metrics for inside your key results. So Mm. uh, sometimes I use uh, value stream mapping to discover some uh, some uh, leading or lagging metrics that you can use inside your. Inside your uh, inside your key results, yeah. So it's a great technique that uh, sometimes can be used, and it's um, and you can pretty much use it in in, in almost everywhere you see processes. For example, eh? um, when you look at the sales process. Uh, They sometimes call it the funnel, right? But it is also a process, you know? So you need to identify your customers and then it goes through a funnel. It's a process. So you can apply value stream mapping technique on that. Uh, Same with marketing um, and and other processes. Uh, But ideally, of course, you look holistically at the whole company and try to map the whole complete value stream um, in there. But it's a great
0: great technique to find uh, good key results. Thank you. Yeah. So I just wanted to see your stance. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of value stream mapping. In fact, I have done two interviews with one of the uh, value stream lean consultants uh, who has written one of the very trending books called Value Stream Mapping, uh, Karen mm-hmm. Marty. I recently yep. interviewed her for, for uh, the concept of uh, clarity first. Right. So again, w- what we say here is the same, almost the same thing. Right. Be clear, create clarity before you jump in. Right. So that's that's important. And I think, you know, the fact that you brought this concept in concept called uh, eliminating the waste is, is coming at the top of everything. Everything we do. Right. Because that's exactly the biggest problem is also right. If you look at even a startup, right, multiple departments are pulling into multiple directions, right, because they don't collaborate. Uh, so I call it touch points, right? We haven't optimized mm-hmm. the touch points. We, we always we focus on suboptimal improvements. Example, HR is good at what they are doing and they, what all what they do try to do is optimize the HR processes, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, they
0: don't they don't worry about what's happening outside. And if you don't, so they are missing the, the, the total value stream, right? They might optimize within HR, but they are not optimizing as a company. Right, because there will be a lot of waste in that transition as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and and that's why I love OKRs because OKRs they they go across departmental um, borders and because in, in essence they're abstract constructs anyway. Right, if you have a department and then you have a, a maybe sub department or sometimes you companies use the Spotify model. They have like a tribe and then or product hmm. areas and these are all kind of abstract things anyway. Um, and with OKRs, you set OKRs across all these boundaries. So, what you're trying to do is like, okay, look, look at what, look at all the talent that we have, and see if we can somehow self-organize it around this goal, and then create a team or a product team around that that will move the company forward. Um, and sometimes it means like, oh, we need to have, we need to include marketing, we need to include sales, and and or maybe other uh, uh, other people from these functions. So. Yeah, that's um, that's a that's a good topic, and then and then you try to optimize around the value stream. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely, great, great, great uh, perspective. What are the top three traps that you have seen in goal setting?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. There are a lot of a lot of traps, <laughs> especially when it comes down to OKRs, right? So I think I think not necessary to goal setting but I think necessary to to okrs is that hmm. um, it's it's it is it's cultural it is um this gotcha. command and control organizational model that hmm. is implemented and then and then you try to implement okrs on top of it and what you see is symptoms like you know uh, uh, tying compensation to to the okrs and bonuses to okrs or we <laughs> you know try to micromanage micromanage teams with okrs or worse we're going to buy uh, okr software tools to so that we can control and to see where all the teams are working on and 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 of course yeah. that's 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 the wrong incentives right this is not why you want to use okrs in the first place and it's not a healthy environment to start using them uh, so that that i can i can impact that if you want um but that that's by far i think the most uh, uh the the, the 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 biggest uh, trap of all like Challenge we trying to okay. we tr- yeah we try to uh, uh implement okrs on an, on an on an organizational culture that is not ready for it and um um so one of the other traps will be i think um, that there's no baseline data at all in our organization so uh, hmm. that's different then that's different when you have like a b2c company uh, where there's a lot of metrics, uh, Google analytics, all this information is, is widely available. But when it comes down to business to business organizations, um, it surprised me how, how many of these organizations are not collecting enough data points to, hmm. to uh, base their uh, OKRs on. And so that's another, another thing. I think uh, most B2, B2B companies should really invest in defining good KPIs or good metrics and that's always you know when i when i'm joining a company there's there was always kpis but most of them are, are are the wrong kpis so they should first do investigation and do discovery work about you know what is what are some good uh, metrics or kpis that we can track before they even start on the okr journey and then i think uh another trap will be not implementing the okr cycle that we talked about right so they set okr they set and forget it and uh, Teams set an OKR, and at the end of the quarter, they find out that you know nothing moved, and well, the, the whole tool become useless, basically, right? So it's not hmm. it's not giving them any benefits. So uh, only for ticking a box. So that is another trap that, that I've seen
0: uh, a lot, particularly APAC, uh, Asian culture, right? So there is a lot of bureaucracy. There is a lot of political nature in the organizations, and I mean, when it's worst, nothing works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> when when the organization politically is politically driven no management methodology will work so that's that's my observation right so don't claim that you are trying to transform yourself if you're not ready to fix your basics yeah exactly so one of one yeah. of one of the big problems is that it's basically the culture you right you won't believe uh uh but you know i i have one of my coaches. Uh, uh, who, joined, uh, who left a big company, joined another big company and uh, he got a step progression and he never realized what is what was he going into, right? And uh, he thought it's better off, uh, of course, in terms of the package, the step progression, but the culture is not helping him, right? No. Uh, he, you know, he's not even been able to do what he was doing as a project manager, as a senior project manager here. Right. It's just a title. And when he tries to go and uh, talk to the management, his, his line manager, I mean, like manager says, don't talk about it. Right. So we, we just do what you are supposed to do, what you have been asked to do. I mean, in a culture like that, I mean, not nothing works. Yeah. So as, as managers, leaders, I think we have a bigger responsibility to fix the basics, fix the foundational problems before we think of any of these things. Right, These yeah. things will help if you have your basics fixed.
1: Exactly yeah and i think it's not the only EPEC, i think it's also in europe <laughs> we see the same problems people hiding right. uh, hiding behind uh, bureaucracy and roles and um, and um, and there's nothing wrong with that as long as the organization is still you know moving forward Can move. and yeah yeah Absolutely. That, and and, and, Absolutely. and it works for and it worked for them um that's fine but they probably don't need to they don't need okrs right they they probably are better off just defining a good set of uh, kpis or metrics and then they move on so there's nothing wrong with that however if the organization really want to you know be more innovative and make sure that they make big big step changes then they should think maybe about embracing a tool such as okrs um, and there's an interesting um uh idea that um that i that i that uh, that many organizations use is that they understand they mm. the leaders they really they realize that you know uh, without the current co- organizational culture it's really it's not going to work so they understand that they 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 um, uh, they agree on that but what they what, and what you see often is that they starting to use OKRs to create this organizational change to create this mm. culture change. Because implementing mm. OKRs is uh, is a big challenge. Uh, I don't I, I don't need to to lie to you. So it's it's, it's really difficult to get it right. Um, yeah. But once you have the the foundations in place, you have the OKR cycle in place, and you have basically the operating system for change in your organization, then you can maybe start thinking about okay, maybe we should first do internal changes. And many organizations, especially larger larger ones, they will focus on um increasing operational excellence first for a couple of quarters mm. before before mm. they move on to the more you know commercial and and customer specific okrs so okrs can also help to 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 get out of this uh, bureau, bureau uh, bureaucracy and um and move on to uh, uh maybe even a product led company or something like that and so okrs mm. can also um create internal change. And I think I think uh, it's interesting for many leaders to think about that idea, okay? Once we have installed OKRs or we have installed the, the cycles and the rhythms, we can use OKRs mm-hmm. to, 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 as a lever uh, strategically to change uh, the way how we currently operate and to change culture from the inside. And I think that's the, that is uh, very
0: interesting to play around with that concept. But the next question that I want to ask you is about the OKR anatomy. Uh, so, if someone wants to write an effective OKR, what should be the structure to be followed? Yeah, there's not there's no such a thing as the perfect
1: OKR, of course. Um, so I always say, like you know, uh, perfect is the enemy of good. So mm-hmm. especially when when you're going to start with OKRs, I think it's more important to just start with them and to practice, yep. and and, la- and later on you will you will make them more perfect. Um, I think when it comes down to to objectives, I think it's really important mm-hmm. to 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 say the thing that you want to achieve. So yep. um, by looking, for example, at existing KPIs. So if you look at um, customer satisfaction and you want to give that a b- big boost with your team, then saying like, okay, next time, next quarter, we uh, our customers love our product, right? So mm-hmm. that that this so that is tightly together tightly. Um, connected with this uh, with this KPI that you're already measuring, and then for the key results, um, there's a sp- there's a special formula that you can use to be really specific. And uh, well, this formula is for beginners, eh? so it's just a template. So you always want to increase or decrease something, and um, so you want to uh, increase or decrease, um, and then a statistic like the average or the total or amount or P ninety nine percentile or something like that. So you always have a statistic. So you want to increase then the, pr- the statistic, then the actual thing that you want to measure is that apples, <laughs> pears, mm-hmm. uh, like subscriptions. <laughs> what is the thing mm-hmm. that yeah. you call the thing that you want to measure? Um, mm-hmm. And um, then it's really important from X to Y, and the X means the baseline. What is your current situation? Um, yep. Yeah, what's your uh, current situation? And then the, the why is your target. And for those that are you know, familiar with Lean and Lean you probably recognize <laughs> you know, uh, this this way of thinking. Um, but uh, so you should really have the baseline in place so that all the teams or, uh, or that you as a company understand, like here are we now, and then 19 hmm. days from now, we want to achieve um, this target. So that's the why. So again, so you want to increase or decrease something, uh, then the statistic, uh, the total or the number, um, then the metrics itself, and then from X to Y. And I think if you, if you use that construct, I think if you use that formula, then um, most of your key results will be okay. Um, and again, they should be focused on the outcomes and not on the output that you want. Uh, so never count the amount of uh, features, for example, or something like that. Yeah. That, that will be a waste. Yeah. Can you just
0: tell me the... Top two tips that you can provide in terms of writing writing the OKRs okay effectively.
1: Yeah, I think one thing is to understand really the result that you want to achieve, uh, the outcome you want to achieve, and yeah. um, and you can think of it as um, a change in human behavior, either externally or internally. Like it's great that you develop a feature for somebody. Mm-hmm. But what would you like somebody to do with that feature that you've developed? And I think that's really important. Um, and that's of course for customers. Uh, what's um, what's the what's what's that uh, feature going to do for your customers? And that also implies internally, right? So you all maybe have an internal team, maybe a platform team. You also have an internal customer, so you could also think about what what are we going to change in behavior in that internal customer, right? So. Um, hmm. Hmm. Um, And for example, uh, I send out an email campaign, that's not the key result, but if you want, if you say like, well, we're going to send out an email campaign and we count the number of clicks, that's maybe also not relevant, but we we count the number of open emails and the number of clicks uh, that people do, right? That's a change in behavior. They need to open up the email, they need to click on the link, and that's something that we can start measuring. So thinking about that is is one. And the other one would be um, everybody likes a challenge, right? You see a lot of the, on social media, you see like ice bucket challenges. There's a lot of challenges, like people love a mm. challenge. And I think framing the objective as the challenge you would like to do or to solve with the team for the next 90 yeah. days or the next quarter uh, really put things in perspective. So I think... Um, if you if you can maybe uh, I will also do a thought experiment with people like maybe you can close your eyes and think about you step in, into a time uh, time machine and 90 days from now you step out then you look around and what do you observe hmm. what is different right and can you maybe describe that hmm. and that will probably you your OKR. so I think that is um, that, that is a trick that I do a lot of with teams and that really helps so and um, but again it requires That's practice. Nice um it's it's not easy right so i explained it easy it it requires Hmm. a lot of uh, patience and practice so certification you know i I have my opinion about certification but i think it uh, it helps with having a good foundation but then you need to put in the hours to practice 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 over again until you get it right
0: absolutely 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 this is one of the very important questions that that we already spoke about the, the OKR cycle. Now, moving towards uh, the topic OKR cycle, what what specific cadences do you do you recommend uh, in the total OKR cycle?
1: Yeah, so the total the total cycle by default is ninety days, and I always start with that because if you think about it, it makes sense, right? If you want to Focus on outcomes. If you want to change behavior, um, if you mm. want to change anything radical, um, mm. ninety days is is already really limited time to do really big step change, right? So if you if you think mm. you can do it shorter, then probably it's not a big change or uh, will can not I... have any significance, uh, any significant results. So ninety days for me is the is the is 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 the minimum, I would say. Um, uh, to start with and so maybe you need to adjust it to you uh, to your company. Um, some uh, some companies they use it quarterly some of them use it uh, every uh, trimester uh, so hmm. um, or even half a year I think uh, that that would be that, that would be good. And then it starts always with this you know we're going to plan and set the okrs. Then we're going to align them with between teams. If you have more, more than one team in your organization, you're going to align between teams. Then you're mm. going to the um, into the cycle cycle of having uh, a weekly cadence of OKR check-ins. And then at the end, you do a retrospective uh, to see how you can improve on the process or where you learn and where you're going to set new OKRs. And especially the, the, mm. the weekly check-ins uh, to, to have this rhythm, the having mm. the cadence, if, is, is, is key to the success of OPRs. So if you don't have weekly OPR check-ins, it's probably not going to work for your organization. You really need to check in on a regular basis with the whole team to understand like, what kind of things can we now discover? What things can we now deliver, try, error, do experiments to see how you can move the needle.
0: In the, the framework that I mentioned to you, EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, which is based out of the book called Traction, uh, seems to be really, really working. This is what we 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 typically adopted in our uh, organization, my current uh, company. Uh, it works as you as you rightly mentioned. Uh, but uh, you know that that framework, that uh, methodology, also recommend that uh, you should start focusing on your next ninety days. Right. And, and personally, right. So I I had ex- done this experiment personally as well. Uh, whenever I want to achieve anything significant, which contributes towards my value proposition, my revenue, wealth, right. My, my competency, I think three months is a good, good time horizon. Uh, it, it's long enough for you to achieve something short enough for you to focus. I think that's exactly that's why it yeah. is working. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I think from there, if you you
1: ever tried quit smoking, for example, um, you know, it's really hard and difficult Mm -hmm. to do, right. Or if you want to go to the gym more often, it's, you know, it's, it's already really difficult to do that yourself. Um, it's, it's Mm -hmm. even, even harder when you want to do that with a whole team or, you know, whole customer segment. Right. So, um, yeah, that's why at least you need 90
0: days. Yeah. Correct, correct. So from there, but what what you recommended uh, was uh, you're gonna have a weekly check in. Uh, can you just brief what exactly you would do in a weekly check in? Yeah, the check in is yeah. a short meeting,
1: just short meeting, Monday morning, eight o'clock, um, hmm. preferably, right? So you do it at the beginning of the week before you have all, the, okay. all your other <laughs> things before the week starts, right? And then hmm. you look at you you're looking at your OKRs, you're looking at your key results, and you might want to hmm. give it a confidence score. Like, oh, how comfortable are we that we, you know, moving the mm. needle this week or, you know, uh, the coming weeks. Mm. And then you're going to look at uh, maybe some of your obstacles. Like what's what's preventing us from moving the needle this week? And then you can come up with some mm. kind of experiments uh, like how we can remove these obstacles that you face. Um, and sometimes the obstacles are really hard. Right. Sometimes the obstacles are really uh, obvious, maybe. Yeah, so it really depends on on how you look at that. Um, yeah, so, and, and and that's something, and then you also want to pay attention to your health metrics. Huh? You, uh, you also, while you're going for this really hard goal, right? So if you want to run a marathon, yep. to use yep. that metaphor again, um, um, you also need to pay attention to your heart rate and to your hydration while you're going for this bigger goal, right? So it's mm-hmm. really important as a team also to understand and to keep monitoring your business as usual. Um, and, 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 and then you, basically you have a couple of uh, experiments or things you want to try out that that week and 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 you repeat that every week you're going to repeat it you know what's the okr what are the key results what's your confidence level what's blocking us what are the, what are the obstacles and how and how what kind of experiments can we run this week to to mm. either explore the, more about the problem or uh, to move the needle of the key results
0: excellent love it yeah so it's, it's basically, again, going back to agile mindset and the approach where we want to kind of review the things quite often, right? it's that That's basically the feedback loop being enabled. Yeah. Is that correct? You want to have, yeah? Fo- yeah, you
1: want to have feedback as, as soon as possible, right? You, you, you can't afford... To, to wait until, you know, um, it always Three frustrates months. me. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> exactly. It always frustrates me that teams working on maybe a feature and they're working on it, working on it, and maybe after after one quarter or even half a year um, <laughs> going dark, they they will yeah. launch a feature, and guess what? It doesn't yeah. work, right? So, yeah that's, work. That's, yeah, that's a waste. And again, coming back to Lean, we want to avoid waste, and one of these waste is, you know, building
0: features that nobody wants one of the problems that we have in the traditional goal setting frameworks uh, i think it's not a problem with the framework itself it's the problem with the cadences because most of these frameworks don't don't recommend any clear cycle right example smart goals i have yep. been in a big organi- i mean in big organizations where smart goals were used i mean nothing wrong when you look at it you get some no. level of clarity right but the problem yep. there was we never review yeah, we never review. We never go back and ask the question: Are we are we really focusing on the uh, goals, objectives? Right? We don't do that. So, uh, my question is around that. Uh, but uh, how how to review OKRs effectively? Any best practices or any 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 practices that you recommend?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and I think it's a, a great example. I think if you compare OKRs to other goal setting methodologies, I think the difference is the cadence, right? Is the is the cycle that you have and the, and the weekly rhythms. Towards these goals, I, I I argue that with smart goals you can achieve th- the same thing. By the way, but they're you know outdated, <laughs> outdated anyway. But um, to review OKRs is is <laughs> I think you I think th- yeah I th- I think um, I think you should review OKRs on a weekly basis, and you can use confidence scores mm. to 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 get you know. Because OKRs is really about hard data and getting this hard data, but you also need to, you know, give some more uh, soul or have some qualitative data as well to OKR. So what's your confidence? What's your feeling saying about, you know, the goal? You know, you can have it hard on paper. What's what's, what's your feeling saying? Mm. What's the team feeling about, you know, Mm. your gut feel that, that if it's achievable or not? So you want to couch mm. this on an on a continuous basis. So then, of course, on a continuous basis, every week you're going to do this. So you get already regular feedback. You're regularly reviewing the progress on your OKRs. Um, and then at the end of the at the end of the cycle, um, th- mm. there are some teams, by the way, that do this mid quarter or mid mid cycle as well, um, to do a, a regular agile retrospective, right? To do a review, mm. the looking back at the OKRs and the looking back like okay what are the things that we can learn from this? Some of the OKRs, we didn't move the needle. Why is that? Right? Having uh, having a healthy conversation about that topic, or maybe we mm. uh, achieved the key results, but it was too easy, right? And, and, and maybe you want to have a conversation about that as well with the team. Like, why was it too easy? Um, because what we try with OKRs is that we try to set a stretch goal, right? Something that is not easy mm. to achieve. So we don't expect mm. teams to achieve uh, 100% of their OKR um and then you also want to reflect back on the process itself because you know you, you're going to install this default cycle mm. uh, but maybe that cycle doesn't uh fit in your organization or maybe you need to change some some of the events or maybe um maybe you need to reduce the amount of events that you have so you constantly as a team as a company you need to reflect back at how can we both improve OKRs themselves and how can we improve the process so that it fits to in our culture, in our uh, way of uh, working And uh, because sometimes you can decide, oh uh, 90 days doesn't work for us. maybe you need to go to 120 days for us to be more effective hmm. and, um, and and that's something that you need to uh, critically reflect every 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 week. So you you run a retro, you run a retrospective at the end. Um, so you do both. So weekly check-ins, weekly reviews, uh, to monitor progress, and at the end, we have the retrospective.
0: At the end of the ninety days.
1: At the end of the ninety days, yeah. Some teams, some teams use uh, say like we can't wait that long, uh, and that they also do it mid-quarter. So after forty-five days, they do also a retrospective.
0: Um, yeah. So, but that yep. depends on yep. on the team. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah. So I think you know what you explain is exact what exactly we follow. Uh, at this point, also, right? We do a we do a planning every quarter, the first week, right? In the first few days, and then we we put down our team level OKRs, and then uh, you know, move on. Uh, at the end of the 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 quarter, ninety days, we we do the retrospection and the planning for the upcoming quarter. Yeah, right. Uh, which works, and and uh, the weekly review. Uh, so, anyone interested what eos talks about eos also has a weekly meeting about management review where we actually review the the, the rocks, which are equivalent of okr's uh, weekly mm-hmm. basis right so the leadership team uh, the team leads basically get together in that meeting and then go through the review uh, so that that allows us to be aligned with what we want to do any adjustments all that can happen yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, a, a lot of management books they they
1: say the same thing, right? What you need is to have to, to have a regular rhythm installed with your teams, with the leadership teams, and have it on a regular basis. Um, I think that is one of the key things to regularly align with each other um, to see how things are going. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of having weekly meetings. Um, uh, the moment I think when people say, well. Why not? We, why should we? Uh, should, should we not do bi-weekly meetings? Then alarm bells <laughs> should ring. Like oh, it, it, yes, you're yes, trying to yeah. hide, right? So you hide something, yeah. <laughs> or correct, there's nothing to, nothing to align about, or yeah. I think it's really key to have these weekly meetings.
0: Absolutely, okay. absolutely. So only if those, only if
1: it's like ten minutes. Yeah.
0: Correct. Those who are really resisting probably have certain things to hide. That's my observation <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, probably. probably. <laughs>
0: This is about one of the one of the uh, problems most of the organizations go through. We talk about goal cascading, right? Uh, but the problem that I have seen in cascading is it takes a lot of time. <laughs> so I have yeah. spent the first quarter defining the goals. Now think of the cascading part, right? Uh, in in this organization I worked like you know many years ago several years ago we pretty much the you know it comes from the chairman to the board of directors to the, you know the the site heads uh, in multiple countries then site heads to the VPs of uh, different functions then VPs to AVPs AVPs to managers etc right so it takes three months just to define the goals for those teams and from there we start cascading and. Uh, we talk about annual performance and by the time individuals hear about that it, it's already gone like in half the year is gone yeah right now my question is around that now I, I you know my my stance is that probably we need to change that approach uh, what's what is your recommendation in terms of getting that time shorter so that you have the okrs ready right as soon as possible for the teams to go and chase them
1: so it really depends of course on on your company size uh but let's say that you have a company size of maybe between 200 500 people or even two thousand people you need to do this in 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 less than one week you need to Mm. do everything you need to have goals on company level and you need to have goals on team level Mm. so um, if you cannot do that in one week, um, I think you need to uh, criti- critically look at uh, why that is not happening. And hmm. it's only one quarter, so every quarter you, you, what I call OKR week. There's uh, so um, every 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 quarter the whole organizations need to spend on OKR week. And hmm. there's some even there's some organizations that can do that in one two days. It's, it's, it's amazing if you if you can structure it and if you if you build out the habit and you have the skill set to do proper OKR setting, um, it doesn't need to take that long. So so if, I think even if you can do it in one day or two days, that would be amazing if you can do that instead of spending weeks and weeks about, you know, sandbagging and oh we need to do an OKR. Setting mm. OKR should be intense, but a lot of fun and you will have mm. critical discussions for sure. Mm. Uh, but it needs to be you know uh, fast and um, I mentioned cascading OKRs in my book as well Um, but then I quickly correct myself like it's not about cascading it's not you know uh, doing it from the top down to to all the trenches in your organization so OKRs is a top down and bottom up approach which means that that's it's correct. good for yeah, it's good for leadership to to give a strategic direction like this is the this is yeah. the direction that we want the strategic context or the strategic intent that that we uh, sometimes call them. But then it's really uh, the, uh, the role of the leadership teams to sit together with the teams to give them guidance and direction on 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 where we want to be with the, with the team, and that the teams will come up with ways on how to measure it. Uh, they they uh, need to challenge themselves on on their ambition level and together it should be a collaborative process with the leader and the team together to come up with a good OKR for the next quarter and um, um, and sometimes if, if you're really mature and and, and true product teams they can set it them for themselves because uh, maybe uh, they already understand like the bigger picture and um, and sometimes even some of the key results or some of the okr's from the teams is so important to the organization because maybe a team hmm. discovered something like oh if we really focus the organization on this thing then it will can provide a big 10x boost to the rest of the organization then even sometimes the okr that's created on an on a team level can be elevated to a company level okr and i think that's the that that could be really powerful um or that is really powerful if if you can do this and um, so it's, it's it's not a top down uh, approach. It's not cascading, so it's top-down, bottom-up approach, and and sideways. So it's, it's uh, I would like good. to put the, the company level OKR even in the middle, and then all the teams around. Um, what I call OKR swarming. They swarm around the company level OKR and they try to influence it uh, as much as possible. And this goes beyond you know um, the 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 organizational structure that we have in place beyond you know departments and business units and. Forget about these things. OKRs is about uh, lean OKRs in particular is about forgetting all these these boundaries and only focusing on the problem that we want to solve.
0: Super. So, yeah. Thank you very much for those great insights, uh, Bart. Yeah. So I think uh, we got to wrap up the discussion. I don't want to take any further time, but I have f- my final question for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the question is just looking at the whole OKR, the term OKR, uh, adoption perspective, anything, right? What's your single single message? If anyone interested, listen to you, what is that message that you can give as the single message about OKRs? Keep it lightweight and simple. Don't
1: trap into this fall of making it so complex um, that that it will become the next management fat, right? Hmm. That will be my number one thing, you know, and, and, and that's why I call my book Lean OKRs, Moving the Needle with Lean OKRs. You need to have a, like, lightweight process, lightweight goal-setting methodology that actually brings business results without, you know, implementing OKRs for the sake of implementing OKRs or to tick a box so you can move on. Um Unfortunately, I see a lot of teams that, you know, um. Uh, see OKRs as, you know, oh, there's something that we need to do. It's the same as, you know, time management, keeping, keeping, uh, uh, filling in your timesheets, you know. OKRs should be really fun to work on, you know. Um, yeah. So that would be my main message. Keep them simple. Keep
0: them si- s- simple, stupid. <laughs> Kiss principle. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So love it. But yeah. So with that, let's, let's wrap up the discussion. Yeah. So as, as, uh, we discuss uh, the topic for the day was uh, objectives and key results which is quite trending uh, management methodology used by a lot of corporates scale ups and startups and probably you know if you are not uh, still using okrs probably this is the right time uh, it, it has a lot of benefits uh, that's that's something that that i have noticed so Uh, If you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to Bart uh, from uh, Netherlands. And if you do have any questions, or if you are in APEC, reach out to me. Uh, So I kind of started uh, experimenting this thing uh, one and a half years ago. And I got to know it three years ago. And then, you know, I, I see major benefits around it personally as well as professionally. Right. If you are a manager, if you are a change agent, if you are a leader who is trying to transform the way your people, your organization work, probably this is a good start because all what it demands is clarity. All what it try to provide you is also clarity. Yeah. And through that clarity, we are trying to create alignment. We are trying to be focused on what really matters to us. Right. Then it's all about being accountable, being aligning, uh, and then going for it. Right. So let's try that. Good luck. And th- uh, Bart, thank you very much for your time. It's really, really appreciative uh, the time you spent uh, with us talking about your great insights, hard-earned insights, I would say. Right. Definitely tacit knowledge that, that you wouldn't see anywhere else yeah thank you thank you for generosity thank you for your time here and yeah with that with that let's call it a day my pleasure thanks for having me and if I can it's block it's... my book
1: <laughs> it's you go to lean okrs sorry you go yeah. to uh um moving the needle slash book and then you can if you if, if you subscribe then you can also get a discount code when uh, when the book is out
0: super yeah so we will put the link uh on the live feed right so when you if you are someone who is going through uh offline you know after the live show uh, you will still see that comment in the comments we will put that uh, in the comment segment uh watch for that it will be on linkedin as well as on facebook uh if you want to learn uh, more about Chaos, get that book in your hand i'm sure it's gonna give you of wisdom for you to drive your next change transformation your next initiative in your organization yeah with that I hope let's call it a day thank you very much everyone for joining us uh, we'll see you soon until we see you again take care stay safe thank you bat bye see you yes bye